Hey everyone, it's Paul Durham, and welcome to Telling Lies to Children. Just a reminder, if you'd like to win an advanced reader copy of my next middle grade novel, The Last Gargoyle, I'll be having a drawing on June 30th, and to enter, all you need to do is follow me on social media. So that is at Paul Durham Books. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, or even better, all three. Just a reminder, if you do follow on Facebook, uh, make sure you set your settings to follow first when it comes to my page. Uh, that way you can be sure that you get all of my posts, including the announcement if you're the lucky winner. And another way to win is to go on my website, pauldurhambooks.com, and subscribe to my newsletter. All the information you will need is right on there. Uh, on to today's episode. This is sort of a quick, almost like a bonus episode uh, today. Uh, I uh, wanted to sit down with Thomas and Carey, who is the director of the UNH Writers Academy. And Writers Academy is a program sponsored by the University of New Hampshire every summer. Uh, it's a week-long program for young writers uh, in grades 5 through 12, uh, where they uh, get to have a, sort of an intensive week-long workshop right on campus in Durham, New Hampshire. Uh, I was a guest author last year. I'm going to be a guest author as well as a faculty member this year. Uh, really looking forward to it. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Thomason is because I know that there are still some spots available for fifth and sixth graders. So if you are in the area, uh, the sort of seacoast New Hampshire, southern Maine, northern Massachusetts area, uh, and you have a young writer, uh, I can't say enough great things about this program. I really enjoyed being involved with it last year. I can't wait to do it this year. Um, it's a really quick uh, podcast. It's only about 15 minutes or so. Uh, you can pick it up with me and Thomason right after the intro. Shh. Are the kids gone? Good. It's time for Telling Lies to Children with me, your host, Paul Durham. This is a first-of-its-kind podcast, one hosted by a children's author, that's me again, but intended for adults who live and breathe children's literature. That's you. Whether you're a librarian, a media specialist, a teacher, or a parent, we all work with children every day. But sometimes, it's nice to talk like adults with adults who share our love of children's books and publishing. I'll be chatting with editors at the world's biggest publishing houses, literary agents, award-winning authors, booksellers, librarians, and even young readers. Join me and my guests as we give you a candid, behind-the-scenes look at children's publishing, the business of telling lies to children. But only the best kinds of lies, of course. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, Thomason, thanks for having me in your lovely home. And thank you for coming. It's a grand total of, I think, maybe two minutes down the street. <laughs> so it exactly. Wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a long haul for me. Um, and I've been trying to get you to do this podcast for about a year, ever since last year. Has it been that long? Yeah, I think it has. <laughs> you keep blowing me off. <laughs> we keep trying to connect. Yes, Come on. That, yeah. No, you don't blow me off. You're very busy. Uh, but um, 
But we're here to talk about uh, Writers Academy, UNH Writers Academy. Yes. Right? Um, and uh, I, w- I, I was the guest author last year. And everyone loved you. And, well, and I had a, such a great time. And I'll, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about my experience in a minute. But before we, before we do that, could you just tell me a little bit about the program and, and sort of maybe a little bit about its history and, and what the students can expect and things like that? Sure. So it's at the University of New Hampshire, and it was born out of this idea that uh, the writing program, which was nationally, maybe even world-renowned with Don Graves and Don Murray, um, the idea of bringing the workshop into elementary and high school classrooms. And this was sort of a piece of that where we could then have kids come to the university and get to experience a writer's workshop on campus um, and even get to feel like what it is like to be on the campus. So we started this with that in mind, and it's just grown over the years. Um, We service kids fifth through 12th grade. Um, We have kids who've come back nine years. Once they come, they keep coming back. Um, And it's a week-long program, Mm -hmm. and 8.30 to 2.30, and classes are around uh, the ratio of 10 to 1, 10 kids per adult and our teaching staff is amazing. They all have experience not just with writing but with kids, mm-hmm. which we have found to be a critical piece. Yeah, yeah, because there are a lot of authors who are terrible with kids. That's right. <laughs> They're great writers, yeah. Yeah. right? Right, but they don't even like kids so much. They're right, yeah. but you have to have both. And so, um, and I think we credit the kids coming back to the people that, that we have working with us. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think in its 15th year. Is that right? I, you're asking the wrong guy. I know. But I, but I think I, 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 think I, read, <laughs> I, read, in, I read in the material that you sent me, like 13, 14, 15 years, okay, something yeah, like that. We're yeah. around that. So, yeah. yeah. Now, have you been, how long have you been the director of the program? In probably 10 years or so. Okay. Yeah. So you've really been able to put your stamp on it. Then. I have. Yeah. I have. It's been, it's been, it was sort of just turned over because, it was sort of this little orphan that nobody wanted. And mm-hmm. um, so over the years, you know, it used to be one week and then we went to two weeks. Now we're three weeks yeah. um, and have really been able to bring lots of good people in. And we yeah. have guest authors such as yourself. Yeah, which was, yeah, which is really a nice touch, I think. It adds to it. It adds, yeah. adds to the program. Um, what, has it always been fifth through tw- uh, five through twelve? No. So mm-hmm. when I inherited it, it was, I think, just eighth. 12. And then we went and had a 7-8 group and a high school group. And then I said, we got to bring younger kids. So mm-hmm. we, we added the 5-6 probably about five years ago. Yeah. You know, it, what I noticed last year is um, as a guest author, we, we broke it up. You know, I did a presentation yeah. for the younger students and then the older students. Um, those The 5th, 6th graders mm-hmm. were... It's amazing how uh, creative they are, how passionate they are, how Absolutely. enthusiastic they are. I mean, they're amazing when you get them interacting and asking them about ideas and, and, and workshopping ideas. The high school kids are, too. Um, they're a little bit like teenagers. Sometimes they're a little more reluctant to put themselves out there. Take, you have to sort of earn their trust a little bit more. They are, yes. Um, but the younger kids are just, their imaginations are in, they're still, they're still in overdrive. Mm-hmm. And they, there's no uh, there's no throttle and there's no, right? They just, I, they just I let it fly. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think once they come, if, especially if they come that young, they're sort of hooked. Mm-hmm. They make friends. I mean, they meet other kids that like to do what they like to do. Um, and, and I think they don't always find that in school. 
Um, yeah. So we have friendships formed in the program, you know, that have lasted for years. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say I was I was very having done it last year, and I've done workshops before, and I've worked with kids before, but but in particular being on campus last year, mm-hmm. um, and I got to come in, you know, for a short period for each of the sessions. Right. Um, what really moved me was how this was such a home for for kids who maybe couldn't necessarily find their fit in in and they may that's not it's not to say that that they didn't I mean you you, could, you had a wide mix of kids there you, just because you're a writer doesn't mean you're not an athlete or doesn't mean you're not right. a, 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 a performer or whatever it may be but a lot of these kids you know I use the term that they really found their tribe I mean they had and you could see you know because I think being somebody who loves to read and write when you're in middle school or high school, it's not necessarily the, the coolest thing to do. Right? Definitely not. Right. Um, and so there were lots of programs, particularly here where we live for, you know, for sports and for drama and all sorts of extracurriculars, but there's not as much for somebody who's an avid reader or especially not an avid, avid writer. And to see them get around other people and other, other students who have that same interest and same passion, they just, I mean, you could tell. They just came, like, alive. I mean, they were there. They had found, they'd found their tribe. And that, that stuck with me. And, yeah. I, I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. Every time I talk about, you know, uh, workshops and working with students, I talk about the program because I was just so um, so impressed and, and moved by the effect it had on the kids. It was really terrific. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that community that ends up being formed ends up allowing some kids who maybe they dabbled in writing, mm-hmm. but many leave with this identity of, I am a writer. Right. A lot of them come with it, but but you're right. I think that honoring and giving space to that idea that what you love matters too, because, mm-hmm. you know, sports kind of do rule. Mm-hmm. And, and these are or are not, but typically are not your sports kids. Right. So it really gives them a place to be home. Yep. Yeah. And I also really like that it, it seems to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, but you're, uh, it focuses on creative writing, but it seems like you, you take a, a broad approach to creative writing, mm-hmm. right? So it's, so, uh, it, that you have, um, a session for, uh, like graphic novels and comics. Is that, is that correct? We do. Yeah, we do. Right. Brandon Wood has been with yeah. us for many years and he does, mm-hmm. uh, a whole section on cartooning. Mm-hmm. Um, just for those kids who are, yeah. who are visually adept and that's how they want to express themselves. Right. And that fills every year. Yeah. Yeah. And even then within the sessions, I, I, I know when I work with kids, I always try to make them realize that um, writing and storytelling are two different skills. Yes. Um, in order to be really effective, you want to be able to do both. Right. Um, but there's also all different, there's different forms of storytelling and even within the written word i mean you don't have to be writing a novel necessarily absolutely um you can write a stage play i mean mm-hmm. you know every tv show or or movie someone watches that that, that somebody wrote that yes um that's the source so um writing creative and of course poem you know, poetry there's there's all different kinds of creative writing and um i i think it's it's great that kids can learn that as well um, and have the opportunity to explore that. I would say that's at the heart of, you know, our philosophy and and that is, is the idea of choice. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as a writer myself to sit down and write something specific is one thing when oftentimes the writing chooses you Mm -hmm. and what you have to do is figure out what form that needs to take, which is really the opposite of how we teach it in school. We're all going to write a memoir. We're all going to write, well, maybe that's not where you are. And I think, you know, I remember this one seventh grade girl, she said, you know, why can't school be like this? And and I think what they mean by that is that what they think 
matters. They yeah. have a sense of agency and identity, and they want to be able to to share that with the world. Mm-hmm. And I think those opportunities oftentimes in school are less and less the older you get because there's so much to be done. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many other things, you know, especially these days um, yeah. uh, that have to get kind of crammed into yeah. uh, to a set format and and as this is what we're doing this is what we're doing for this session and this is what we're doing for this you know what we're focusing on this semester and this I you know I remember back when I was a, I just I looked forward to that one time <laughs> literally one time per year in our English a class yeah. yeah when we could write a creative story or what you wanted yeah 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 but that, but it really was limited to one time. Now I, I I do get the sense it's a little better now. I know looking even my own kids now they're younger they're middle school and mm-hmm. elementary. I think that they seem to work a little more creative writing into what they do. But it's still you know it, it's still not like what we would like to see. <laughs> or at yeah. least having the choice. It's the, the choice and flexibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, you know reading is such a big part of it too. Like, it is. Yeah. It is. And you'll see kids walking around with their big books and. You know, we tell the kids, so the afternoons are really geared toward um, that that total free choice. Mm-hmm. And some kids choose to sit and read. You yeah. know, we go to the library and confer with kids, and some of them choose to read. And that's such a big part of that, you know, becoming a writer is, is doing that reading. Um, I think it's, I, I've shared this story before, but or this um, analogy before. I, I, I know a lot of people who love to read. Mm-hmm. Who don't have any inclination to write whatsoever. It's yeah. just not. It's just not them. Um, I've never met another writer, certainly not a working writer, <laughs> who doesn't also love to read. That <laughs> it, it, they go hand in. They go hand in hand. Right. It's, it's your model. It's your mentor. It's right. your figuring it out. Well, that's what's and that's what's so interesting as well. It's like you know, people ask me, well, what it, I I was talking to a, a high school student um, for like a career. Uh, they were in agreement for a career. Uh, information a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago you know and the question is what you know what do i have what do, what's the first step to becoming a writer right or what do i have what do i have to do or when, what's the first step and right yeah well and i i went even before then i said even read. before that read yeah. um you know start by reading uh true. because you can't you can't write without reading that's the only way you're going to learn you, you can't sit down in a classroom and have somebody teach you how you can have someone teach you tools teach you a um teach you an approach and, and show you, you know, give you different ideas of how to help generate that. But if you, if you don't read avidly, you're not going to, that, that's your use of the term. That's the model. It is the model. Yes. You, you have to see it. Yes. Um, and, uh, and he asked, you know, when he could start, the question was, you know, when, well, when I don't have to wait to start. I, I said, no. Like, you know, he thought, I think he thought maybe he had to wait till you go to college and study it or something like that. And, yeah. and, and the answer is no. I mean, it's, yeah. it starts when, whenever you're, it start for a lot of us, it starts very early when you're, as soon as you can learn how to read, you just, yeah, yeah you just, you just can't help it. But um, what's great about the workshops is that, like you said, there's a flexibility built in there. There is. And, and it's a matter of, of giving them tools and giving them some perspective and giving them ideas on how to, to polish that. But so much of what we do as writers is self-taught yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and and uh, I just, I, I, th- I think the program is terrific. And again, I was only involved on a, at a very little level last year, but I'm really looking forward to doing the full, you know, doing the full week. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you. And also have you as a guest author again. Yes, yes, that's going to be great. This bringing in a storyteller, too. We had her, Joanne Piazzi, a few years ago. Yeah, I know Joanne. I've met yeah. her a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, so she'll be, she's sort of an added author. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer. That's terrific. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um we should talk a little bit about um is there any space available in any of the any of the sessions? You know, there is. We have space in um, all of our five six okay. sections, and so it's the last week in July, mm-hmm. and then we have I mean in June, and then two weeks in July, and um, we also just opened another section of high schoolers in that last week in June because we had such a long wait list. So we're still waiting back to hear from a couple people, but even if we do, I think we might have a couple spots there too. Um, so it would be great if we could fill those up. Yeah, so the sessions are from June. The first week is June 26th to June 30th. Yep. Second week is July 10th through 14th. Yes. Week three is July 17th through 21st. Yes. And there are, in those sessions, there are still there's still space available for uh, fifth and sixth graders. Exactly. And I think I know a lot of fifth and sixth graders out there who probably have not signed up yet, but who are looking for... Come uh, sign up. Yeah, come, come, <laughs> um, come sign up. And, uh, and where, where, how would they sign up? Um, so our website is... We're... Uh, www.unhliteracy... Is it... A, I'm really bad at these things. Well, we'll put it in the. Uh, I'll put it in the notes so that they'll they'll be able to find it. Okay. It links to it. Because um, this is a link to the brochure, but that's not going to help us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we're great. As you can tell, we have wonderful promotional skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking we're, about the other yeah, things. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way it usually works. I have a. I have a. <laughs> I have an author friend that I, I just. I've had her on the podcast twice. <laughs> Uh, her name. Her name is Dana Allison. Uh, Dana Allison Levy. And um, we just we spent the, we spent an hour and a half talking. We never get around to talk about her book when it comes out. <laughs> and she and she cracks me up because she's like, you know, nothing happens with my books. <laughs> she writes great books. I mean, she, she's like a LA notable author. But she's like, you know, it's just nothing really happens. And it's not like I kind of. I'm like Dana. We have to work on that. Work on that pitch. Work on that part. Yeah. Um, but no, that's not a. That's not a. Uh, that's not a natural skill for everybody. Anyone, myself included. But yeah, so uh, UNH Writers Academy. I'm looking forward to it. And even if you Google the UNH Writers Academy, yeah, it comes up, and then you find a link to the brochure. Right. And you can register uh, right online. And if that doesn't work, you can contact Sabina Foote in our in our office. Terrific. And that information's there on the website as well. Right. Well, that's awesome. Well, Thomason, we're going to talk about all kinds of other stuff. Probably not suitable for the radio now. <laughs> but this was, um, but but this was fun, and, and I really um, thanks for inviting me to participate in the uh, in the program. I've Thank I've, you I've, for, I've really for enjoyed coming it. Back, yeah. And uh, and it's a blast, and I hope that we'll see some local uh, you know local writers, meaning young writers. Absolutely. There. Great. Okay. Terrific. Thank, Thank you. you. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Telling Lies to Children was brought to you by, well, nobody. Just me and my guests. One of the nice things about being completely unknown in the vast world of podcasting is that you don't have to listen to me read 10 minutes worth of ads at the beginning and end of every episode. But I hope you'll check out my website, pauldurhambooks.com. There you can find out more about the Luck Ugly series, you can book a school visit, you can shop the newly opened Dead Fish Inn gift shop, or just reach out and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find links to all of my guests' websites and social media there. So until next time, I wish you happy reading, ugly luck, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon.
I bet that woke you up. See you next time.